Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boy, Zaheer, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Just know that it will be all right. It will be all right. It will be all right. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So, let's get started. What's goody? We. What are you waiting for? Are. Gonna talk about Aretha Franklin's funeral. <laughs> Fantasia wore it out. You think so? No, she wore it out. Jennifer Hudson? All the hollering. So I was here for it. If Brian went to church. Oh, wear it out. I like hearing Fantasia singing gospel I need music. It. Uh, yeah, she cool. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't dislike her. I like her. I think she can sing. Um, who really turned it for me was Jennifer Holiday at the end. Oh, I didn't hear her. Because <laughs> the, the, the damn funeral lasted nine Five hours. hours. Nine. For real? Nine. Uh, Literally. Oh. Wow. See, Rare. that's when you know you loved. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because <laughs> how long do they usually last? 30 I don't minutes? Know. I don't remember. <laughs> it just depends on the person. It really just depends. Yeah, it it's does. a lot of. It's a lot of. Um, didn't Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson like last for hours? like two days. Oh. No, it was like two hours in, oh. in total, yeah. Damn. Uh-uh. Oh, shade. Um, but what what we saw, like the televised experience of it, oh, like two yeah. hours. Um, Harriet Tubman, hers. Uh, who? Who? <laughs> I, I, I met Rosa Parks. You was what? You was alive? <laughs> there you Tubman? went to Harriet Tubman's funeral. <laughs> I met. I was like what? I met Rosa Parks. Oh, hers was long too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't listen to that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I needed to listen to it. I didn't know me. I knew that one. You you went to Rosa Parks. I sure was there in attendance. We yeah, was at right. the underground <laughs> underground world world. Thank you. Rosa Parks? <laughs> no, Harriet Tubman. Oh, it was lovely. Oh. Did they put a shotgun in the case? They put it right beside her. <laughs> <laughs> wish I would have won. So, you know, the internet is a, a buzz about this preacher groping, <laughs> sexual assaulting <laughs> Area Grande's boo. Of Aria, Ariana Grande boob. So side boobage. 
Now, it's so funny because it triggered so many things in me. It it triggered that I still have a long way to go for myself. <laughs> Same. <laughs> this it, it just so many. It triggered so many things. I was happy. I was downing myself on one moment and then up then proud of myself on another so the first moment is when ariana comes out and she has on her dress that she has on did y'all mm-hmm. see the dress it was mm-hmm. sickening it was sickening but for the church black church it was not the tea <laughs> for black church it was that's racy it was a little racy that skirt was short and so my mind, being that I was raised in a black church, and I was raised, you just know, you, you could just hear Auntie Cookie in the no, back. No, 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 myself. I'm not. Oh. I'm not even gonna hold them to the fire. I'm holding myself <laughs> to the fire. I, my mind immediately went. <gasps> I did too. I said, "Oh my God, I can see her legs." Oh my God! I can it see her went boobs. like oh, I, I, I couldn't see her boobs. Her boobs. She don't have it no was boobs. just really short. I was like, she bends over the wrong way. Yeah, and and my mind went exactly to that. It went mm. to, ooh, that's short, Ariana. <laughs> that's short. Like in my, I'm like, ooh, that's too short. That's short. they gonna say something. They gonna say something. That's too short. <laughs> it's, ooh, ooh, no, 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 no. They gonna say something. Why did you do this? Why did you? And but then immediately that happened for like three seconds. And then immediately my mind said, bitch, what are you doing, Miss Black Feminism? <laughs> why are you, why are you, uh, why is your mind going to that? Mm-hmm. Who cares? This is what right. she's wearing. She's here to sing for one of her mentors. And so in my mind, it immediately went to that. So I was, I was ashamed that my mind went there. Then I was like, okay. Then when she got done singing and the pastor reached his arm, around her and grabbed her boob like you like in the moment you seen that right in the moment mm-hmm. i was like why is he touching her like that like immediately mm-hmm. i immediately like this joke about taco bell i didn't even get to that joke like i didn't even get to i didn't even hear it because i was looking at the in that this physical engagement that they were having where he was putting his arm around her and like t- it looked like his finger was touching her boob and so I'm like, why? Yeah. Why do you have to touch her? Like, why? And then it, she looked like she looked uncomfortable. Not necessarily uncomfortable, but you know how when a guy is being too close to you, mm-hmm. too friendly, too personal, and you're trying you're to be accommodating. To be, I wouldn't say I'm trying to be accommodating, but I'm not trying to be rude and snatch away from you mm-hmm. and make it even more awkward. I'm just trying to kind of. Tensely keep my distance. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily moving because I don't want it to be uncomfortable. I could see I've been in that situation. And so, and I've seen this in church. Mm-hmm. I've seen dudes, creepy ass older dudes, getting a little too friendly and frisky. Um, it's just anywhere. Like I've seen this happen anywhere and any woman I just know women who know that feeling, who mm-hmm. know when a dude is, even if it's unconsciously, because do I think that he was consciously trying to cop a feel? No. I think that this is his default. Mm-hmm. I think that this is his, um, I just naturally do this to she, women. She, her body language is like awkward. Like, why are you hugging see. me in such yeah. a way? It kind of was just like, ha ha. 
Like, ha, I'm laughing at your joke. And then, like, his arm was so far stretched out. Like, she was trying to be away from him, uh-huh. kind of. Like, that distance, the fact that he had but to But it looks hug, like he's squeezing, like, half her, her boob. And she's, like, she's trying, it looks like she's pulling away. Like, it's yeah. it's so awkward. And yeah. we know, and as <laughs> we know this, like, we've been in this situation with a dude where, especially an older cat who, you don't want to be rude in this situation right. because we're in front of TV. We're in front of in the church. Uh, in the church, and you're giving you're giving but me this compliment, and you're we're at the Aretha's funeral. Like it's like ugh. Like no, it just my mind immediately went to why do you have to be touching her like that? Why do your arm have to be around her? Why, why was it like her stomach? Under? Yeah. yeah. Why can't you just even if it's just on the back or on her back touch her or at all. not touch her at all? <laughs> or, like if you, you look know, at it, he was gripping her. Like he like yeah. if you because they, they zoomed up on it when I was looking at what Z showed me. Like he's literally trying to grip her side so exactly. she can't move. Like you keep yeah. seeing his fingers like try I, to grip and her. So literally, I do. I don't. I, I literally don't think that it. <laughs> I don't think that it was intentional. Like mm, intentional yes. in like I'm trying to cop a feel. In I front literally of think guys, this is how they are. Like they yeah. their engagement can be a little too cross the personal boundaries. Like especially when they're dealing with women smaller women in size that's why i don't like to be creep i don't like to make women feel creeped out and some mm-hmm. of them feel like offended by it sometimes because mm-hmm. i don't try to touch them and you know be too personal what do you mean mm-hmm. offended like how like okay what do you see that they like from like, the outside looking in how do you see that they find it offensive like what do they do is it body gestures do they say anything like they could be like even if they like i'm sure you even dealt with men you're attracted to that are creepy like it's not even the fact that i feel like they think oh he's unattractive don't touch me it's just like i don't know you like that don't touch me like that and then they a lot of women have a perspective on men that men are creepy and just want to get a feel on you because the niggas like this so it's kind of like i try to avoid that like for instance for at work you're supposed to de- at my job you're supposed to demo on people and it's kind of like i'm i'm shy towards that because i don't want women to feel like specifically feel like i'm invading their personal space or nothing Mm. like that i just i have a big fear of creeping women out yes you have to worry about how you are physically engaging with people specifically women because that men don't have no fucking self-control and their ends and like i said i don't think it was conscious Mm. but i also don't think that it is um it's just how they're so used to getting away with. Like I've seen how my dad it's operates so too. But yeah, you have my to dad. ask. I feel like I feel like it's it's something that men should do. Like when a before a man decides that they are they are oh just ask yeah like when mm. you they feel like they're um entitled to do whatever they want. So it's like I've had men that'll be like can I grab you or can I, can I, um, can I give you a kiss or can I do this or can I do that? Mm. When you ask for permission is different than voluntarily thinking that it's okay, that Mm. I'm okay with you. Um, ushering me in the door by, by grabbing the back of me or by, um, by any, any movement that has to do with touching me. My advice would be to just 
like just say it like hey do you mind if I do this or do you mind if I do that don't automatically assume that it's okay for you to do that because we deal with so many things as far as sexual harassment that it's it's like we're always on the look at it like uh, the lookout for it like mm-hmm. hmm yeah, exactly. was this like too much like oh so like be vocal like hey do you mind if I grab your hand or do you need any help up don't automatically assume that you're entitled to help me because some women are like oh I'm good I'm independent I don't need a man. Oh, no, I don't need this. Oh, no, you don't need to touch me that way. I have a husband. I have a boyfriend. You never know the circumstances. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's always about being independent either. Sometimes it's just about this is my body and you don't have a right to touch me in any small little way that you think is small or some big over the top way that you're touching me. Anyway, any range of personal boundaries that you are crossing, I get to give you permission to cross those boundaries. It is your job to ask me for permission. Would it be okay? Would you feel the same way if you were demoing on a man? Yes. Way more uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) because one of the reasons is men really respect because of toxic masculinity and the rules around that around how men are supposed to engage with other men crossing personal boundaries like is really monitored like if you're too close to a man man what the fuck you doing i ain't gay or Mm -hmm. if you touch or hug or do anything they know when their personal boundaries are being crossed with men Mm -hmm. with men Yes, and and it's police. It's not just them. It's other men will look. Why are you so close to his booty, dog? Then it can like, go to violence and all. It's of that. so many things that it can go to. <laughs> like like it's policed harshly right. in male on male interactions. It's like this no homo culture. So they know when it is. That's what. That's when we talk about. Um, my my response when dudes act like they don't understand how what consent looks like and what right. it's supposed to look like. I say this. When you are engaging with gay men, if a gay man engaged with you in the same way that you engage with women, you wouldn't like it. Right. (laughs) You wouldn't like it. If a gay man wanted to give you, make a joke about your name and wrapped his arm so close to your body, your sexual body parts. Yeah. In a way that this man did, you would be uncomfortable. If it was right by your butt cheek. Right by your butt cheek, where it almost <laughs> looked like he might be cuffing it, but he really not. He could not be, it's or subtle. he could be. Right. It's subtle. It's like, yo. And then predators, well, I was about to say earlier, predators are so, so they they have mastered subtlety right. in regard to doing it. There was a dude at work. Yes, they're perfect. That, that mm-hmm. psychopathic type of <laughs> they, But they found out ways mentally mm-hmm. how to do what the fuck they want to do without being caught. Right, or, or easily weasel out of, oh, no, this is not what I meant. <laughs> For example, this dude at work, he knew who I was. He knew I was a trans woman. He knew me from back in the day when I used to escort. He remembered oh. me being on escort sites. Oh, and even though I haven't, at, I haven't had an ad up in years, he remembers me. And he found, he walked into the store that I worked he at. He found you? And not oh, on okay. purpose. He okay. just walked into the store. Ooh. And, ooh Coincidentally. Ooh, T.S. Diamond Stall is there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and so, like, he would, the way he would give me his money would... Like he would come over, bring your hand here. This is what he would do. Come on. He would say, (laughs) "They do that." And it would be really creepy. 
And <laughs> so much so that I started putting his money on the desk when he would come in. Um, he would force me to have to talk to him. Like it would be way other associates because I work retail way other associates to talk to him and I would avoid talking to him but he would wait to like I would go to the back room and wait and look at the cameras and wait till he checks out and he would wait until I come out and then go to the register Mm. he would wait to see what section I would go in and then go to that section and ask me something about that product that's so uncomfortable it's so weird so stupid but he would do this little slick shit Uh. by touching me in a different way the way um, he asked me to do demos on him (laughs) and just different things and it wouldn't be ooh will you put this on me? It wouldn't be creepy like that. It would be creepy, but not where you could tell I could creepy. say, this is creepy and you know it's creepy. It's very, no, I'm just being a customer. Right. I'm just being, I'm just doing this. They they know how to do it in a way where they can weasel out right. of the accusation. Right. It's the same way um, when molesters mm-hmm. um, just, trigger warning, mm-hmm when they just like do oral sex on you, but don't penetrate you. Right. Like it's with me, like they like know they... how far they can go or where they, they, they have a limit and they'll try it. They right. will go for it. Like a with me in a club. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Like with me, they would, um, they would either get either like touch me or use their penis or use their, use their mouth. Penis how? Like just to play, play with me. You know, mm-hmm. play, play with my know. part. Mm-hmm. Like, play with my, you know, my I'm area. I'm just trying to give mm-hmm. an idea if you so, didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, so I wasn't, I didn't actually get penetrated. But because of those, they didn't, because of those, it's like, oh, you wasn't actually molested. Right. How could you lie and say that we molested yeah, you? Yeah, they did my sister the same way. Right. Um, she, My stepfather molested her, and she would, he would give her head and say that he was cleaning her out. And so he would, she would think that this was normal, but he was giving her head. And so they would say, oh, you can send her and go get a rape kit done or all this shit. You ain't going to find mm. nothing. And so they would go do it. And they, of course, they wouldn't find anything. Right. Cause he and, didn't, yeah, because he, he didn't penetrate her. Right. Crazy. Yeah. And so, and, and this is, that's a more really disgusting predatory way. Mm-hmm. But there are subtle predatory. Right. Subtle social predatory actions that are acceptable right the whole remember the whole picture of the sailor kissing the lady remember it's a really iconic picture of a sailor and the lady is bent i'm gonna have to edit this out but this picture it was understood at first that this was a couple but what we learn years later is that she didn't know him and he just kissed her what the fuck Or like he just like passionately, passionate about it and da 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 But we learned from her years later when she told, no, that's an iconic picture, but no. I, I don't know this man. motherfucker. And he just grabbed me and kissed me. And it, it's a part of the culture that make this seem, this romanticism around a man being aggressive. And yeah. movies sell it to you, books sell it to you, romantic novels sell it to you. So it got niggas thinking, even porn kind of sell it to you. You don't know how many times I told my sister she needs to stop paying attention to all these movies and shit, <laughs> trying to teach her how a man should treat her. I was like, girl, if you want something, you go for it. It's not always you have to wait for a man to do something. Like, mm. you could be tell them what you want to, or you can be, 
you know, demanding about what you want in life. And not just that. Sometimes we got to look at things, the context, this, especially this particular situation that Ariana Grande was in. This is the context of the black church. Okay. The men that lined that pulpit from the black ones to the white ones, Bill Clinton <laughs> and the rest of them, they from the old era where there was no place for women. There was no place for women, especially black women. Black women were stuck. They were stuck between a civil rights movement where patriarchy elevated black men and they were stuck between a women's movement where racism elevated white women. It made black women particularly vulnerable to any demographic, white women and black men. And if you get rid of the romanticism of the civil rights movement um, and we think about stories and rethink about stories like um, Dorothy Height, um, Kathleen Cleaver, Elaine Brown, Ella Baker, Asada Shakur, all the women of the Black Panther Party and even the women of SNCC. When you hear their stories, it is crystal clear that it was a largely sexist and patriarchal movement. There was the erasure of black queer folks. There was sexual assault running rampant regardless of gender. And it was like a it was like a rewriting of black civil rights history and discrediting huge, consistent, unheralding <laughs> contributions of women, same gender loving people, gender variant people. They were plagiarizing their work, plagiarizing their effort, just erasing them. And at this fucking funeral, we saw tons of residual effects of this era. You just see it. You saw the good, the bad, and the ugly. But one thing is that I saw that was really, really good, you see the frailty of this these relics. You see how old they're getting and how they're about to die. And it gives you some kind of hope. Some kind of hope that these pervasive traditions when they die, will somehow die with them. So, keep hope alive. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So, not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck <laughs> so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not you can donate as low as a dollar a month it doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So, my topic today <laughs> is how this triggered you <laughs> <laughs> triggered me um <laughs> trigger warning um how this was just like a 
<laughs> this put a spotlight on the black church, and that's what my subject is, the black church today. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I feel like this funeral put a spotlight on a black church in a way that only Aretha Franklin could do. You think so? I think so, because she has the type of fame. She's rooted in this really specific type of black church. This is a this is Baptist, mm. soulful black church, sanctified black church. <laughs> These are the ones where the churches shout and hoop and holler and ah, catch the Holy Ghost and catch the Holy Ghost and you know that the the spirit moves in this place. She comes from this type of church. This right. is not a you know this is not just a normal typical. My girl, yes. Church. She come from the real kind of churches. (laughs) The soulful churches. So, you know, only she, and because of the fame, the the level of fame that she is, the spotlight is so bright in this particular moment. And so for me, I just thought it was interesting in the same way that Beyonce showed, this year has been the, the fucking year of, shining light on black culture. Yes. yes. <laughs> the same way that Beyonce did with Baychella, well, Coachella's performance, mm-hmm. how she really gave you a view in into the entertainment of black colleges at HBCUs. Man, this whole time, LeBron James and Beyonce been racking up all the money they could to do some great shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, so, I just feel like it's it it was a beautiful but it was kind of ugly at the same time. It showed the beauty of black church and the ugly of black church as well. Like yeah. all in one long ass funeral. <laughs> <laughs> so understand that Aretha comes from a pillar of the com- of the black church community. Her father, Reverend Franklin, was a business savvy father who was a recording artist himself. He wasn't a singer even though he could sing. Um, he was he recorded his um, his sermons and sold them, and he had a contract mm. and everything. He was a recording artist, just instead of singing, I'm recording. So he knew the business, and he groomed her to be business savvy too. So mm. when we think about um, you know her, the rules that she had, like I had to be paid up front before I even sing, and you know just the rule that make to make sure you know her finances are short and she not wasn't getting mishandled or used. You know, mm-hmm. of course, they groomed her to be that. Of course, she come from her father. Her father knew mm-hmm. about the game. Right. You get what I'm saying? So Yeah, because they wore TLC and a couple of the girls out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, so she, I knew that's what she was. So her being the person that she is, coming from him, I knew it, it all made sense. Mm-hmm. But the black church itself is a pillar like that of our community in the same way that Aretha's father was a pillar to her. Even if you don't go to church, you have been affected by the black church. The black church is such a foundation of American blackness Yeah, that no matter what kind of black you are, you you know you you sense this like it's something that's important and you might cannot put your finger on it but you can sense its power in the community and everybody can sense it right it's the pillar of the community even now like it was back then because it was a safe haven for the black community it was where we all could be protected from whiteness unless of course you are 
four little black girls in Birmingham in 1963. It's that way in the Hispanic culture, mm-hmm. too. Exactly. But usually it's like Catholic, too. Yeah. 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 I wanted to kind of talk about what you got in the context of slavery, in the context of um, the history of it. Understand that because the Bible was used to justify slavery, mm-hmm. and there was a time when we, when they could, we, it was illegal for us to know how to read. The first thing that if they were going to ever let us read something, the first thing that they were going to want us to read to try to control us is what? The Bible. The Bible. Right. Especially being that this is the doctrine, doctrine that was used to um, justify our slavery, that it was called the curse of Ham. Um, to take away indigenous land. All kinds of stuff. Just use anything. Used as a weapon. Yes, it's used as a weapon. So I want to emphasize that. So now you can be the person that can read the Bible to the slaves to keep them in control. So now mm-hmm. literally you become the minister. Mm-hmm. You become the minister of the people. If I need to control the slaves and get them, the black people or the free black people, I can go. The white man knew I can go to the minister because he's the leader of the black people mm-hmm. and get them to do whatever I need them to do. Get mm-hmm. in line right and blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, they wanted to be free as well. Right. So there was there is always an exchange. There has always been an exchange between white supremacy and the power of the black church the the Uh ministers they always have been simultaneously political leaders and the religious leaders at the same time not that they chose it Uh but understand that this is where this comes from so Uh when and and the legacy is still seen today there's always a connection with the white political and the black church look at these these fucking meetings and fucking shit that the politicians that they're having and that's been going on this ain't just with trump this is with other people. Mm-hmm. The, the, the politicians will do these fucking photo ops. They will be flexing like, oh, my God, I'm going to go with all the black church leaders. Um, you know, because I know they're going to lead the black people to the water, the water that I want them to drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'll do these ops and do all these things. But then post-election, Silence. Dutch. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> silence we're not gonna talk about no black issues we're not gonna fix any black issues we're not gonna even address black issues right. i just wanted to get y'all out <laughs> right. get y'all to be in line with what i want you to be in line <clears throat> but to me i think all of this leads to us knowing that capitalism cannot let the black church be loyal to the black community mm-hmm. it just can't <laughs> right exactly <laughs> so even though as much as as much as much as a key element the black church was when it comes to gaining our freedom, I think our demise in current times were rooted in the black church as well mm-hmm. because of capitalism. So yep. let me talk about a couple of things. And it's historically, you know, that's what has made... Let's talk about some of the preachers. So okay. Reverend T.J. Graham in Nashville said that he would support... <laughs> A Klansman. What? Before he, he would support. This is a black fucking preacher. We didn't even have to hear what he said. Well, we had to say it was Klansman. (laughs) He said that he was on record saying that he would support a Klansman instead of fucking gay. What year was this? (gasps) This was years ago. Oh, you. I'm not gagging by it at all. That Uh, in Chicago. You said it was a black man. Mm <laughs> Reverend James Meek in Chicago said, you know, he has 
been the leading voice in anti-marriage legislation in Illinois before it got passed. He was a leading voice in that. Um, one of the biggest names, he's dead now, was um, Bishop Eddie Long. He aligned himself with white Christians, the white right, um, and he degraded black LGBT people. You know why all of these people was down with pushing black folks out of the way? Because they were in bed with politicians. Ah. Makes sense. They were getting, he got a million dollars. They had these big ass churches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He got a doctor, um, not doctor, I'm sorry. Bishop Eddie Long got a million dollars from the U.S. Administration of Children and Family. Didn't he get accused of touching a boy? Not a boy, multiple boys years later. And that's why it was a scandal. Yeah, it was a a scandal. Of course, I'm talking about black preachers. Okay. (laughs) My, My grandpa was a black preacher. And he actually was a nice person. Yeah, I'm sure there's some <laughs> out here. Yeah, it's just heartbreaking. Sure. So, but it's not just the um, it's not just the white politicians. It's white, it's white business owners too that get in the bed with black. This is the ugly side of um black church. Right, right. They right, get right. in the bed. So histor- historically, I remember there was a um article that I read about Henry Ford the fucking auto industry tycoon in the 20s and the 50s the car industry was booming okay mm-hmm. so in detroit he had a company he the ford company y'all know what ford trucks yeah. and ford mm-hmm. him um mm-hmm. he had like 16 workers in detroit uh, not 16 1600 i'm sorry <laughs> 1600 workers in detroit and they were assigned because they were black they were assigned the dirtiest, dangerous jobs when it comes to the industry that he's working. Um, but because of these conditions, because of all the shit that the laborers was complaining about, the immigrant workers were trying to unionize. And Ford didn't want them to unionize. Mm-hmm. Okay? So because he didn't want them to unionize, what he did between the 20s and the 30s, he got in cahoots with the black ministers in the city wow and instead of the the black militants and da 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 da, he got in cahoots with them and he started using the black church almost like a twisted ass job fair to bring in better workers when he would get rid of the problematic ones (sighs) he would say hey let me come over to this church, this church, this to all the good churches and blah, 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 blah. But remember, this is between the 20s and the 50s. And he started getting in, start getting these people positions at these churches in his, in his job industry. Okay. And so when it was time for p- politics to happen, these were the same people that were loyal to him that would stop him from starting it, stop them from starting, start, starting a union. So it's like, I scratch your back, you scratch your uh-huh. back. Uh-huh. And then he basically is controlling the union not being made. <laughs> mm-hmm. But guess what? This was between the 20s and the 50s. Guess who started their church in Detroit in the 40s? Aretha Franklin's father. Well, <laughs> okay, I wasn't expecting that one. In, in 1944. So he was... He 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 started to flourish. He became a powerful person in Detroit 
when all these politicians and business owners were being getting in cahoots with black people. And, and so they're always, because there was a monetary benefit to being doing what the, there was some, but there was a monetary benefit for doing what, um, the politicians want to mm-hmm. the church, mm-hmm. but it was also your people who right. were like, no, this isn't right. So there was always a clash between what the people wanted and what growth for the church looked like. Right. So it was like, oh, we know that y'all want this, but oh boy, got the coin. So <laughs> right. I don't know my y'all. Bills. I'm tired of I'm tired of living like this. We we know the ties mm-hmm. and stuff. I know y'all want a new church. And his coins is helping us get a new church now. I, you know, I, I'm here for my people. But Absolutely. we need these coins. And being disloyal to me in this moment, when I'm trying to build the church and expand our ministry, that means you are being disloyal to God. But this ain't just an old school strategy. This strategy is still going on right now. These motherfuckers will sell you out for coins. It has been a tool of capitalism to um to exploit black people i think i really i I just really do i just really do a tool of patriarchy to that's um, when malcolm women (laughs) that's that's when malcolm x was like listen i'm gonna go over here and praise to allah Uh that's exactly but i think that was more about patriarchy and control too when he started really legitimately hearing about what Elijah Muhammad was doing. Yeah, yeah, he clocked the Getting the girls pregnant and then pushing them out. I think him put that particular situation. That's when he moved from the nation of Islam to actual being Islam. So. Muslim. So wait, somebody was pushing out um, getting the babies pregnant? Yeah, so back in the day, back I in need um, to be the woke. nation. <laughs> it's not about being woke. It's about just reading and listening. You know what? Yeah. I just made a quote on being woke. Being woke is not thinking that you know everything. Being woke is being um, having the will to learn more. Learn more and be willing to unlearn old shit and learn some new shit. So when I talk about the black church, I'm including the nation of Islam, too, because back in the day, there was only two strongholds of religion in the black community. And that was Christianity and the Muslim faith, you know, the black American Muslim faith. So, um, you know, I'm talking about them, too. So back in the day, Elijah Muhammad being the leader of the nation of Islam, he abused his power. He attracted young girls around between 14 and 19, fuck them, got them pregnant, and then judged them and threw them out of the community in shame. At the time, Malcolm Eck was Elijah Muhammad's right-hand man. Um, and he found out about it and he did his own investigation and found the girls and learned that this shit was true at first he didn't want to believe it but then he learned that this shit was true and then he got the fuck up out of there he was like nah this ain't what you've been preaching this is not cool malcolm x said fuck all that i thought you was a real one right and And i was like i'm out of this shit and he started (laughs) to expose it and you know that's when the conspiracy theories about the nation of islam getting malcolm x assassinated was them it wasn't necessarily like some white people. It was them. You just don't know. Um, so, but I think, I think the black church, let me go back to that. 
I think that the problem, what and what this, even with this situation with Ariana Grande, it just mm-hmm. was a spotlight on all the negative and the bad. And the negative is that it it can be a tool of capitalism. It can be a tool of patriarchy. It can be of women control, controlling women. Or when when we when we're conditioned to look at a girl and her skirt is short to judge her immediately. Um, it's mm-hmm. that's a, that those are forms of control. Those yeah. are forms yeah. of so much policing mm-hmm. because they would tell Absolutely. you like I can't. Okay, so I can, before Baptist I was I'm in a I really like Baptist mm-hmm. church, but before I went to Baptist I was a I went to a Christian church. That's Christian too. And Christian churches where you only you can only play instruments okay. by hand or something. Anyways, that you had to wear dresses that were below your knees. You, uh, the man had to wear pants. You cannot wear anything else. Is it apostolic or Church of Christ? Church of Christ. Okay. Uh, church, yeah, Church of Christ. Yeah. And like you had to, this is what you had to wear. And then I went to a Baptist church and it was like, come as you are. Mm-hmm. And so, it, but they still had, they still had that stigma of what you could wear, what you could wear. Because there was still some girls that came in there racy. Where, like, I didn't see, I see all see that in the Bible. I'm confused. You didn't see what in the Bible. <laughs> you have to wear this and that at church. Well, oh. um, it's it's about modesty. <laughs> it's about modesty, and every religion has some type of yeah. You know, women supposed to wear. Let this. me, women supposed to wear. This. Men yeah, like wear, wear whatever the fuck. Abrahamic religion. Um, that's just it's just kind of all of them do. It's like yeah. it's about being modest and being. A respectable woman. <laughs> yeah, but I ain't seen none of that in goddamn Bible. It, it is. Hold on. I is mean, it? Is it in the Bible? Oh, yeah. What you have I'm to wear? Is it? Yeah. To church, specifically. So it's a couple of scriptures. It's um, um, First Timothy two nine. Likewise, women should adorn themselves in a respectable apparel with modesty and self control. Mm. Um, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly attire. Braided like you hair. see the old ladies coming with them big hats on and with corn the- rolls. Yes, you have to be cheap coverage <laughs> cunt, baby. <laughs> um, first Peter three through five, chapter three through five. Um, um chapter three, verse three through five. Um, do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of your hair and putting on gold jewelry or clothing you wear, but let your adorning be hidden, per- hidden on the inside of your heart, <laughs> imperishable with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is God's sight is just the most precious, which in God's sight is just the most precious, precious thing. For this is how a holy woman who hopes in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, what about men? What do they have to wear? Um, Whatever they want. It's just a lot about women. Yeah. De- <laughs> police, 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 police. Deuteronomy 22.5. A woman shall not wear men's garments, nor shall a man put on women's garments. For whatever, For whoever does this thing is an abomination to the Lord, your God. Mm, I think that's more of a rule to demonize queers and that is a regulation against men. <laughs> what about intersex people? That's not in there. <laughs> they don't know about those girls. <laughs> we don't know about you. Um, we don't know where to place you. Thank you. Well, wait, wait, wait. That is Matthew nineteen twelve. For, for there are eunuchs who were born that way 
And there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others. And there are those who chose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The ones who can accept this should accept it. And that was in the red writing coming from Jesus's mouth. <laughs> yeah. So there are specific scriptures that talk about the modesty of women. So okay. yeah, it's the modesty of women that um, they're trying to control. It's very little about what men should wear. They say you don't wear women's clothes. That's it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's it. All right. uh, but you know, no you come with your thighs out. To anyone that is Heels, <laughs> makeup. No disrespect. And no, um, and no shade. Yeah. No so shade. the good thing about the church, which I wish they would go back to, is to be the pillar of community, be the pillar of community and lead um people to go vote which is what they were really were emphasizing at the funeral a lot of times like al sharpton and other people um going to vote and being political because i think we should be political but i think we should be political in a way well this is kind of biased but yeah. in a progressive way like, uh, <laughs> yeah but if you're gonna how be, can political. You be progressive and then be Christian traditional. It's like they don't go together. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to always be a clash between true progression and go- and leftists who are left and who are pro-trans, pro-LGBT, pro-black, da-da-da-da-da-da. It's always going to be a clash. Yeah. Because you it's know, so I much, feel like too much of Christian religion is in America is rooted in white supremacy. It is. <laughs> It's so, it's so like even the good ones, like even the good ones. In order for you to be a good Christian in these day and times, you have to adjust from those traditional Christian shit. You gotta have a black queer feminist politic because those are the people that your that this system is fucking over. And you are supposed to be a Christian. You're supposed to be helping the weak. You're supposed to be helping the poor. You're supposed to be helping the people fight against the evil government and the evil, corrupt white leaders. I don't know. I feel like it's a lot of people in the world, different places of the world, have a different outlook on Christianity. Mm-hmm. But us is kind of the basis. You could tell the underlying. Look at what it done <laughs> to culture in Africa. Right. Like, they're totally different now than what they used to be. Mm-hmm. Now, some people will be like, yeah, they used to be in the jungle. Oh, yeah, they used, if we would, if the white people wouldn't have came and took over, they wouldn't be advanced. They used to be in huts. Girl, what? <laughs> right. We taught y'all how to bathe. Y'all weren't even For washing real. y'all ass. <laughs> like, they were literally, they weren't washing their fucking ass. Who wasn't washing their ass? The, the Europeans. They what weren't you? fucking washing their ass. They were like, they didn't have running hot water. I even we learned that. We were teaching that. them how to, we, they got irrigation system from us. I learned that in school, though. And they didn't, they, they had diseases. Like, we didn't have to worry, but they had, they came out with ch- chicken pox and <laughs> black plague because yes. uh, y'all was fucking nasty of course y'all gonna right. fuck about with some shit I'm bringing y'all all that shit they, over on the ship uh, they were over it <laughs> I'm over it they were nasty yeah. and so they weren't it just uh. <laughs> and then they say that black people are the missing not the missing link is it yeah it's the, the missing link, link? yes and shit <laughs> You're like, why? Why would, why would we have to be the fucking missing missing link? How about um, you were the missing? You know what? I'm not gonna do that. 
I'm not gonna do that. While y'all was still in caves in the caucus mountains. <laughs> 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 well, anyway, I I, I want to get off the subject, but um, yeah, I feel like we the church needs to get their shit together. Um, when so it many comes... LGBT people are traumatized. Oh wait, another point that I wanted to make is because the dudes were the leaders. Mm-hmm. Look how long we are just now getting to the point right. where um, we are. It's common to see women leading churches. Really? Yes. Yeah. There was they a point where they was. They like, weren't supposed they... to be pastors. Yeah. I didn't know they still. I didn't know they even started. That's how oh, sad it is. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know they even oh, started leaving. It's not common, common, but it's not abnormal. Like you, I know women pastors. Like yeah. that's not a. Wow. It's not abnormal. Like I'm, it used to be, right? It just started to be like a common thing. I've never seen. But that. think about the access that, even the bribery. Like when politicians and white business owners will come to the black ministers to say, ooh, and dangle this money in your face and dangle this access to a little bit of privilege in your face. Damn. They weren't dangling it to the women, so the women didn't even have access to that that privilege. They had to go through the men to get access to even the shady privileges of the white people. Yeah. <laughs> they still had to go through the men to get that. Yeah. That's pretty, that has, just like it is a part of our life now. Sometimes our women have to go through not not to the level that it was back in that day, but even now mm-hmm. we're just now getting some access to some things. Just mm. got almost got the president, pre- the presidency. Almost. Almost. So close. Twice. Twice. About chin chin? Twice. <laughs> so close. Maybe so, next time. Just maybe a black. So even president. think about that. Like even back in the day when people couldn't read and you know, the access to it was was amazing to me. Like just not being able to to think about how like, hey, y'all won't let me be a preacher. Even though a lot of the spiritual traditions have been orally passed down by women. (laughs) When we talk about all the little hoodoo and um, voodoo and ifa and all these little things that we, all of our parents do, these superstitious things, that all of our parents do women have been the spiritual leaders forever right you know so and then but then thinking they weren't even getting access to all the good stuff that people were getting to was it's kind of annoying to think about it it's really annoying yeah but anyway um that's all i wanted to talk about did you have one anything to talk about in regards to that uh, i kind of want people to listen to the song preacher man by janine j-a-h nine the number nine mm-hmm. it, her lyrics are pretty cool she kind of talks about preachers mm-hmm. basically like how much of a letdown they've been to the community mm-hmm. so i think it's a good spell song. it out again john nine j-a-h mm-hmm. the number nine okay what's the song called preacher man preacher man yeah progressive note (laughs) (laughs) so Oregon has definitely let um, they let non-binary people be able to mark non-binary on their identification oh that's good Mm -hmm. and um, they also allow you to be able to change your gender marker without having to go through a court Oh, nice. You just go to the DMV. Mm-hmm. Oregon. And Oregon. Right. That, which this- is surprising because y'all know that was Oregon and like 
um, that area, like it, Portland, it's racist as fuck. Really, it really is. And it was meant that back when that when when um, the migration was happening and there was free slaves and all that type was happening. They were trying to make Oregon in that area like a utopia for white people. What like the, the fuck? history they was trying to make it like this was going to be like white people couldn't own land. It was legal illegal for them to own land in that state. And white people? Or white people? I mean not white people, I'm sorry, and black people were it was illegal for them to own land in the state. Like wow. this that whole area was intended there was a a movement around making that area the utopia for white people. Yeah. White wow. supremacists. <laughs> and they and they say that um, you can go to the DMV like you stated, Diamond, and you can uh, choose MIM, M for male, F for female, or X as n- for non specified. And mm. so that is bomb for our non um, non uh, non non conforming gender non conforming gender non conforming people, people oh, okay. and non binary people or yeah non-binary people so i think that was bomb um would you want to have an x would i want to have an x no i would like to have a t a, a t. t a t for trans you you would be okay with that knowing what comes with that knowing if somebody was to look at that and know that you were a trans woman considering all the violence and consider all the times that I've been rejected from clubs saying that I had the wrong fucking dress code on because my identification said male. Um, let me think about that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would, I would, I would be, Um, I don't know. I would not. I want my F just, I have an F. I'm enjoying my F. I enjoy (laughs) having the F there and not having to deal with any of that bullshit. Just put my F and that's it. <laughs> what about you, Z? Um, and it's not about me being ashamed, but T. I just don't want the issue. Go ahead. I just, I would for me, I wouldn't want any marker on there. None? No, no, I wouldn't want a marker. On a marker, there. none. That period. Yeah, just what I look like, and if I, if you, like, say, if I went to jail, you know. Then I could just tell you what I have in my pants, and we can go from there. But I'm cool with no marker. Mm. Hmm, that's interesting. Do we need a marker for identification? Ah, so. do we need to be? Does it do have to a have a female or a male on it? Why? What? Why do we have to have that? Why do you have? Why do you think that we have to ha- have female just, or male on our identification? I just feel like it's another form of control. I feel like, I mean, it's good to have like a ident- a sense of identification, but to put female or male is kind of like these unnecessary boxes are there mm. to me. It's hard to say if we need it or not. <laughs> like, does well, how does that affect you being in life? Oh, this is a woman. Oh, because it has an F on it. But you see a woman in front of you. I don't know. I don't. Mm. <laughs> but then, why do we need to put black on there? Why do we need to put white when you see a white man in front of you? When you see a black man in front of you, what is maybe? Because- I think the identification is to kind of help track you if you if you do something as illegally the police can identify you or they I can feel find like you in the system weight, height and weight and hair you know and maybe skin tone 
But if I okay, if I got robbed by someone and I don't I can't identify them as male or female and I just can identify them by their skin color and the other aspects, how does that help? How does that but help my even it's the same thing if you were them? a trans person robbing somebody, how could you be like, Oh, it's that trans it's that non binary person over there? Uh, I don't know how important <laughs> identification what's it like what would um that particular marker i know like name is important this is my name i feel like Um, name height and weight skin tone and hair color is good enough eye color and if you're a donor you could be oh why you could be a male or a woman with those same qualifications yeah right exactly so how does that narrow how does that narrow down for you me if if somebody robbed you and you couldn't define them by their gender, how would they catch them? I mean, you could just be like, I'm assuming it was a man. I'm assuming it was a woman. Mm. But then in the police stuff, as far as looking up people specifically. But when you want the d- detailed description, when you ca- talk about identifying someone, when you want as many details period like to identify you but that's when it comes that's when i'm wondering how would they know if you're trans or not the the marker yeah but but i'm saying if you needed to identify someone you're the victim Mm say you're the victim and somebody robs you and they look like a man but they're a trans woman that didn't happen to get (laughs) the then i'm just like that's why I feel like it don't really matter. There's so many different people that look different. <laughs> yeah, I can. I don't. That is a question. Like, is this important or no? Like, the is the symbol is is the M F T N X whatever they're trying to put now. Is it important to put? Like, should I mean? I feel like it should be optional. But what about if you get in some kind of you're incapacitated? You get in an accident. And oh, decapitated? Not decapitated. No, oh, that is your no. head is cut oh, off. No. <laughs> incapacitated, like you out oh, of there. You can't, okay. You you can't talk and you can't tell what's going on, and um, I don't know what's a, a really specific situation that would be affected <laughs> by gender. Um, yeah, and they I, might need to know your gender for what they're trying to do. What if you were raped? I feel like you what, were, if you were raped and. They needed to do a kit on you, but they didn't know what gender you were. But the but you could t- they could see they take your clothes off, and then they could go in records maybe like your past. Okay, what record. if somebody raped you, but you couldn't identify them by as female or male? But babe, imagine right. if how we- is the female raping you? <laughs> we're not going into that. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> No, but this is this is why it don't make sense to me because we're trans and we change our gender markers all the time. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like we we know that you can't base anything off of genitalia. So then it makes you wonder why the fuck is the marker. But we're talking anyway. about just on the for identifying purposes. You don't think that there's any situation. I can't think of this. I I didn't know this was going to be a subject. I would have really <laughs> delved into it, but. Um, I can't. Is there a situation where, in identifying you, that your gender is important? Other than 
like for what like why on your id i'm not talking about yes it's important for you i want to put my gender i want you to know that i'm a woman on my obituary now i'm not talking about for your solace i'm not talking Mm -hmm. about for your you know i just feel comfortable with you knowing my identity i'm talking about for identification on your id Mm -hmm. what situation is it important that might come up that needs your gender if you we have- we need y'all to hashtag this by the way but i don't know i can't figure <laughs> i haven't thought about it long enough to figure out a situation what if you have like a baby and for what okay well, girl we i'm trying to think of some things y'all crucify me listen i'm, you, I'm lost i don't and, know well, i'm trying to you know i can't think of why you know, the gender a- marker i know your name is important because that's that's really specifically identifying you um your social security number that's really specific because if your name is john smith it's a million john smiths in america so you need to have a something really specific other than your name um your birthday um i can see the birthday that tells your age and how old you are um your address i can on your identification this is where i live um I can see that being important, but I'm trying to think of what why the only, male female is important. The I only mean, reason I could think of is like when it comes to police stops. Like if you were to get taken to jail, like how would the only way they would know that? But I feel like they could just see that on their database by looking up your name. I don't feel like it's necessary to have it to they the public eye. They could see if you were male or female. Yeah, I don't see um. it's it's necessary for the public eye. For that to be displayed does that make sense mm, yeah. i feel like in the actual computers and the systems and okay okay boom. if that's not but necessary then how will we know who's going to which restaurant do we need to no we don't, need we, to don't. Know, but <laughs> we don't what i'm what i'm saying is like that's why gender neutral bathrooms i feel like should be right. a thing it should be but i'm just i'm trying to brainstorm on no we i'm important. trying to have a progressive outlook on it mm-hmm. i wasn't saying you were i was just saying no like they're like i'm considering intersex people non-binary people gender non-conforming people what if they want to present female one day and present male masculine the next day like th- going through but that i think what we, we that's future i think that is future uh-huh. but i think <clears throat> What is the next step from where we are right now? Where we are right now is M and F. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so what's the what's the is there a next step? What's the ne- is th- this is the next step? What you're talking mm-hmm. about? Oregon saying you can put an X if you want to for yeah. non-specific. Um, um, so if yeah, X could be something, I, I don't want no say. fucking X. I don't want to. <laughs> Yeah, because I don't want to present, hey, this is That's Mia. othering me. I and, feel weird. I feel, not, I don't feel weird. I feel like that can just, and it might be team. out of fear. Yeah, I feel like it should be optional. I yeah. don't feel like it has to be you. If you're a trans person, you have to choose an X have or you have to choose T. And then I guess the next question, which we, <laughs> which we ask is, should it be fully optional? Like, should we, should the, it be like, okay, yeah, you can, if I go to the DMV, I tell you whether I'm an X, an N, an F, an M, blah, 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 blah. I tell you that and you have it in the data, but can I choose to not put it on my ID? No, I can feel I like, say? You, no, I feel like you should have, those loopholes are there for a reason. So people that are predatory or stuff like that can't, not that it could be common, but I feel like people do use it as, a way to be violent sometimes to change their identity. Oh, to avoid criminalization. Yeah. 
So I feel like there to show that you're serious. I feel like the courtroom to be in front of somebody and have a lengthy like process, process is so kind of going to make the process hard for you to not to hard. Mm-mm. I like how Austin does it to where you have like bringing the doctor's letters and bringing the therapist's letters and stuff like that is necessary to me. Okay. To me. So you don't feel like so then you so then that says two different things. So you do feel like it's important to be on there, period, or no? <laughs> I don't, but you talking about the next step. So is that the next step? So like what's the what is that the next step? <laughs> to do it to have it on there? Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And then so have... once we get to that step, so say hey. all the states say, okay, we can have all these different um not just male, female, da da da. What's the next step after that? Mm, maybe just X or T, you know. Okay, and once or... we get there, what's the next step after that? Not having it at all. <laughs> that's what I'm asking. Yeah, like, what? That's that is. So that does, should it be I, having it? Yeah. yeah that, so we don't have to have this stuff. That does seem confusing, though. It. It's like why go through that long process just to say not to have it again? <laughs> like the yeah, I would be pissed. To so have to go through now? that whole process and then we don't have to have gender markers. Oh! <laughs> well, <laughs> I would be mad. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, so now. We made these rules. Jim Crow laws <laughs> was rooted in race and gender. <laughs> you got to be a white woman to go in this woman's bathroom right here. Right. And you got to be a black woman to go in this one and a black man in this one and a white man in this right, one. Right. It was stupid. in Jim Crow. That's what it was there. Mm-hmm. Then we grew to racial neutral when we start mixing the races, getting past the racial binary. And now we are getting past the gender binary and now we're growing to gender neutral bathrooms right right um gender neutral goes to gender neutral is all the things Mm -hmm. so it's like you can do whatever there so i guess the id thing not being able to have it on there at all would be the version the physical id version of gender neutral yeah my baby would just wouldn't go to the restroom by themselves like you wouldn't go to <laughs> no no. Do no. You send I feel like the baby it should to be the restroom a... by herself anyway. My niece has went to the restroom by herself, but it's because she mm-hmm. she she spilled something when we were at a restaurant. How old is she, she just um London was probably like five, but she thought she was in oh, trouble. No. I'm so not what she my five year old we didn't herself. let her. What happened was she spilled a drink and she thought she was going to be in trouble, so she hit it to the restroom so she could go get towels and stuff so she wouldn't get in trouble, and she brought oh. back towels. And but I'm just saying, like I just wouldn't. No, let my baby no, go it's just I feel like it should be know. like a single stall, like two stalls, like two, one. You know how they have the bathrooms with the, with the toilet, in yeah. the sink. Mm-hmm. It's just like Chipotle. So you go in Chipotle. So it's gonna be people waiting outside to use restrooms. That's fine. I feel like that's that's like a family restroom. Especially if I gotta pee really bad and I gotta wait in this line outside oh, no, and somebody in there wearing it out. <laughs> Like with one star restrooms, like Have they seem like they be nasty. Or maybe male, female, and a gender neutral. So hmm. you got to go to the. G- <laughs> hmm. I'll go to the I gender neutral cool. one. Yeah. Okay. I think that's cool. But I I, okay, I could I could feel that though. But a big gender neutral, not just the like family bathroom one that they give everybody. No, the one that no, has. No, I think comp- that should be optional. Just one. I no, I think that they should have like they're gonna make a gender neutral bathroom. Make a bathroom oh, okay. like with a lot of stalls in it, not just one. Like they always make it with one stall. 
That makes sense. Cause that's like, all you have is one song. Because I know that that wouldn't really necessarily be violent a lot of times because when we go to the gay club, it's kind of gender neutral. It, it is gender neutral. <laughs> Every you, gay you club I've the, ever been to has yeah. been gender neutral. And right. it's never been a problem. Even if it wasn't labeled like that. Right. Yeah, even if it even, said men and it had women, you would see the women and the men and the men and the it, women. Back and forth. Vice versa. Yeah. And it was never a problem. Right. Well, that's I've true. never been to a gay um, establishment where going to the restroom was a problem. Just yeah. too many people in the restroom and one stall was the problem. <laughs> Everybody just trying to pee. I don't feel like it's that big of a deal. Here we go again with the bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. The trainees um, in their bathrooms. Um, I don't know. I, I, have we made it official what you would pick? You would pick a tea or what? Because I've been discriminated for having M on my ID and I know that people pay attention to that, I wouldn't put a T because I feel like that will open the door for discrimination. So you change back to no T. Yeah, because I had to think about it. Remember when you asked the question? Because, you know, I, I had thought about it in a sense of, you know, just, oh, you know, if I hadn't been through things. But, but like, the rules would be different, though. Me, yeah, what if people had a... It was socially acceptable for trans women. Just yeah, how people it, brush off gay people now. Once upon a time, they didn't kinda, do that. Kinda. Well, yeah, God. <laughs> but a lot of the time, you know, people brush it off. So it could be. But if you have the team, maybe that wouldn't stop you from being able to come into the place. I just, I, I, speci- I don't, I'm okay with people knowing that I'm trans, but I'm not okay with people discriminating against me and me not knowing it because they know I'm trans. Mm. That's so surprising to me because you tell. <laughs> I know so she's yeah, but I've had so many. Like I'm, like I'm thinking. I'm thinking when I think of that diamond and Z, I'm thinking of like an aspect of going to the club or going uh-huh. at or 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 working. Like just these incidents where people can open up cases. Oh my God, did you just see the? Because I know it's gonna happen. I know it's happened at places where there are women. Who are what? What do you call the women who are feminists, but they don't include trans women? Turfs. Turfs. I know there are turfs out there that are like, oh my god, no, the mm. tranny is not going to the restroom. So mm. I just would hate to put myself in that. Of course, I would be rebellious, but I would help, hate to have to Man, put myself in that type of. If I could scratch that incident. gender marker off my ID right now, I would, even if it said male. Right now, I don't say male. So what would you pick? I wouldn't choose nothing. So you would want them to zero the the nothing, no X, no yeah, N, no T. Nada. You don't need to know that. You just need to know my height, weight, skin tone, color my eyes, and my my picture, and what state I'm in, and your ethnicity. Right. Okay. Throw it out. <laughs> it just would be hot. It would be hard identifying you if you robbed me. <laughs> right, but not really because you could be like, "Hey, he was a a light skin. He had green eyes. He had he was about five six, five five. He what else? Had brown hair, and this is what he looked like. And you so took a picture of me. They could find everything you needed. Oh, this is a gender not conforming person. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's a but team. they it would make it harder for me as the, a cop to be like, "Oh, let's go through all the males." No, okay, it it's not wouldn't. the males. Okay, now we gotta go through all the gender not conforming people. No, it I wouldn't. I think you're making it more. Yeah, I, it's not gonna be just, that way. It's not. It's not. I don't know. I don't. I, that is a question. Like, well, do we need it or not? Um, 
But go ahead, Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for progressiveness. <laughs> At least they're trying. Right. That's what I'm that's, that's what, what I I'm like. kinda happy about. Yeah. At least right. they're trying to be accommodating. Mm-hmm. Um Especially I know the right alt right over there is like, What you guys are changing for these crazy <laughs> tranny lunatics? <laughs> what? Everybody's going nuts. <laughs> The right girls are in office. That's the tea. <laughs> right. Well, not really, but yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> but what? But, you know. Go ahead, Oregon. <laughs> Speaking of progressiveness, I'm saying a lack of it in the community. Mm. What do you know? Mm. <laughs> That's but, not surprising. But go ahead. But once again, the post op girl strikes again. <laughs> once again, the pussies have made a comeback. But basically, she was saying, "Who? I don't know her name. I do. Oh, this is just a post op trans woman. Yeah. Okay. So, um, she's basically saying that because she has a post op pussy, if Mia was to have sex with her. It would be heterosexual sex. The fuck? And, <laughs> and if it's trans on cis sex, it's, hom- yeah, it's homosexual. If I were to have sex with a cis woman, it would be he- homosexual. But if he, if he had sex with a cis man, it would be heterosexual. Right. So we still on that fuck shit, as you see. Yeah, she's, we. yes, she's still on we're that fuck woke. shit. And it's sad to me in the community how we could be basing things off of genitalia still and still determining masculine. What is it? Still determining if emasculation has to do with being penetrated and et cetera, et cetera, calling the gay male sex if any man wants to be fucked at all. So it's kind of like. Why? Like the, 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 the men that are getting pegged are feeling some type of way. Why? I just, so we're really giving this post-op girl some I'm, more energy. I'm really tired of I'm it, just, you know? And I be telling Mia, stop uh-huh. entertaining her. But well, I didn't know that she was a transphobe, first of all, until recently. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Basically, you you understand what's... Because I thought she didn't understand. But I, then I realized, okay, bitch, you this understand. This is her ideology. This is her... Your separation. Her, her identity and the labels that she give people is really strongly rooted in body parts. Yes. And so. She was saying, should identity be actual based, actually based on genitalia? Now she's saying, now she feels like identity should be based on who you have sex with. And she's, and she's this was weird. A- <laughs> and they always, we just talked about this. We talked about them changing the line when it comes to what's a woman and what's a not. We just talked about this. Yes. Right. But right. the analogy that she gave me, Diamond, was oh, okay. If they, if, if it was me and her and she has a sex change, they cover me and her face up with a blanket. Mm-hmm. And when me, me and her face and breast up with a blanket, how are they going to identify us? They will identify as her as a woman because they see a vagina, and they would identify me as a man because they see a penis. But I said, okay, bitch, then turn it around. So let's let's take the the oh, genitals Lord. out the out the equation, and let's cover up our genitals and hang our breasts out in our face. Then how are they gonna identify us? This is like I don't even understand why y'all give her. This is we already <laughs> talked about this. We did like this but, but level see, of it. I 
was trying I thought she was lost and I was trying to bring her to the light but I when I realized that girl You're realizing you just, that this is not a student First but, of all, you cannot waste your energy with people who have no intention of learning, right? Learning or moving forward. Like they're not coming to you with an open mind to change. They're coming to you with a strong ideology that they have built up for right. whatever reason, whether it's wrong, right, but or indifferent, whatever the shit is. They already have their ideology and beliefs built up, so it's nothing that you can do. They're coming to you to debate with an agenda based in their ideology. They're moving that agenda. They have no intention to come to you to learn something from you. Like, you got to get that. There is no point in spending your energy in trying to move these people that are really not on the fence. Because once you feel like you've gotten a breakthrough, the next day they'll say something else. Because remember... Their ideology is rooted in this fuck shit and nothing but else. This is nothing. True. This is what nothing. I wanna I want cis people to know that even we struggle <laughs> with trying to fit in with society. So it's kinda like some of us still struggle with not getting it. So you can't go to every trans person expecting the same answer a lot of the times. Like you have to pay attention to more of the progressive folks. Like us, I don't want to say that. I don't want to yeah. say no, that. Do you know you don't want to say that. No, I want you to. <laughs> I want you to listen to us because I feel like that we are gonna bring you. Not, I don't want to say non, non biased, but I want to try to share you with other. I want to share other people's opinions with you as well. Right. Other thought processes in the trans community, other black boxes we can expose you to. Not, Others' way of thinking about certain things. Yeah, not that we on a high horse or nothing. But right, not that because I don't want to say her way is wrong. That's just her way. She's true. thinking like that. It's problematic for me. True, 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 true. But it might not be problematic for, for a, a heterosexual man who has the same ide- ideology. Ideas. Yeah, because okay. there's some heterosexual men who feel like, oh, you have a sex change now. You really are a woman. Yes. Those other yes. ones, no. Mm-hmm. You had your sex change. You really are a woman. Yes. Because oh, okay. I've had men you, say, "You're gorgeous, baby girl," but until you get that pussy, I can't fuck with you. Um, I think it's like a, mm, like a social human mutualism or cooperation you feel what i'm saying mutualism is um is when two organisms exist in a relationship in which each of the individual organism benefit from the activity of the other organism let me explain (laughs) so in that situation the cis man who can accept a sex change woman is benefiting from this trans woman thinking and feeling like once she gets a snip, she is a regular cis woman because it allows him to be able to treat this trans woman and get access to her body, even though, you know, she was born a certain way because he can use the excuse of, oh, she has a pussy now. I can have access to this. And so her having that ideology and him having that ideology is mutually beneficial to each other. It validates her womanhood for herself and validates his manhood and still keeps his manhood and patriarchal control intact. I think the same thing happens when black men get with white women. Like 
you know, and they come together and they make this, they have these toxic ideals around black women. Um, so black men, all these silly ass beliefs that are not rooted in any kind of truth about black women, he can sell them to the white woman and she can be like, oh, yes, baby, I know them white women can't, them black women can't treat you like me. And she can cater to his patriarchal beliefs and thoughts of himself and don't hold him accountable to any of the bullshit that he's got going on and vice versa. He can, all this beliefs that she has around black women, how they need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, how they're masculine, how they're not feminine, and they don't know how to treat a man, they don't know how to take care of home, all these beliefs that her racist background has built herself up, built in herself, he can cater to that and and make her feel better about the white guilt because oh i'm not a racist i love this black man you know and he can yeah you treat me better than any any black girl i ever been with and you know clearly i'm not a racist because i'm treating him like better than any black girl he's ever been with and i love him so there's like this mutualism he feels like a man more like a man he feels like he has gotten this white girl as a trophy from the white man and she feels like oh this queen goddess and she's gotten her masculine man and tamed the beast and i'm not a racist so there's a mutualism that they have so back to the subject (laughs) i went off on a tangent um Body parts are important to some people. It's a part of their ideology and you cannot change their mind when they're not on the fence. They can, they might pretend that they're coming. Oh, I'm just having a discussion. I'm just debating just to educate each other, you know, boom, 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 boom. but really they're really strong in their ideology and they have no intention of changing. They just want to change you or want to shame you for some of your actions They want to shame you because they want to be put on a pedestal. Mm. So there's some people who believe that there's some Mm. people who um, body parts are really important to them. It's very Mm, conservative and right wing and that. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So let me change. We're proposing to show you all the different type of colorful people we have. Um, we want to get you out of the mindset that body parts are the deciding factor of your identity um because they're not it's just not like turfs you are not your vagina turfs you are not your turfs you are not your vagina vagina (laughs) you are not that like men you are not just your penis you're not yes Really I know not. it gives you a lot of privilege out here in these streets. I'm not my vagina. Shit. Right. I'm not my penis. <laughs> right. And you know this one girl, this older um um legendary realness girl, I'm not gonna say her name, but she was like, and this one girl, she was referencing to me, and she said, Some girls are saying that they have a dick. Why would you call it a dick? Why what? why wouldn't you call it something else? Why wouldn't you call it like a lady stick or this? No, bitch, because I'm a realist and I know what I have between my legs. And sometimes I wanna I don't feel like doing all these these pussy ass um euphemisms. Yes. Sometimes <laughs> euphemism. I just, okay, yeah. And not just that. It's it, it's not that it's pussy. Well, it's not, but it's just like don't it's not make for me you. 
don't try to make me the dumb down my language and no. try to conform to your your beliefs on because you're 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 you want a sex change the, and you don't know how to call what's between your legs i'm comfortable with yeah the have. thing is not everybody's dysphoric about all their their parts mm-hmm. so some people are so everybody is just different when it comes to their relationship with them being trans. And this is where the confusion comes from the people outside of our community. Because right. a lot of us are so different in how we think about our transness. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think it's like that with a lot of demographic of people. It, ours is rooted in gender and yeah. body parts, the debates and diversity. Yeah. But political and... Um, mindsets around that's that would be like in black black folks we are black folks are not a monolith and we think when it comes to Mm -hmm. racism we we think differently everybody doesn't think the same some people are they want to be those i feel like if i'm just a white person dipped in chocolate that i'm going to get access to all these things Mm -hmm. and i work hard and get the american dream there's some black people that think like that when we when we get past the body part thing it's better to under it's easier to understand i don't know it just makes it it just makes it difficult mm-hmm. when you're trying to explain it to people when you have a trans person say oh no that's not that's not a woman and then another trans person saying that's a woman and it's the same exact person and <laughs> they're having two different views of the what we're trying to convey to the outside world yeah. it's just too it just it's confusing and it does get confusing and it's annoying to me sometimes yeah. and i try to explain people that it's to people that it's just not um we're not a monolith mm-hmm. so we can't we don't have the same mindset around gender and so take us with a grain of salt <laughs> <laughs> it's like like we are not the standard we're trying to give you like all even us three here mm-hmm. on this show. We don't agree with everything. Yeah, we know we're friends because some of the things is just concrete. We agree with. Right. But, you know, everything. No, everything. We're going to have some things that we just don't, you know, that just don't mm-hmm. fit. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Like Mia likes to do binary stuff all the time. And I'm yeah, kind of like, I don't give a fuck about that. You're supposed to take out the fucking trash. Okay. I, yes, I get that. But, I, I get, I know that. Yeah. Because but, my motherfucking mama said, um, even when I was, I had titties and I was looking like the cunt, the, um, take out the trash because the men take out the trash and my sister had to do the dishes. <laughs> so yes, that's the fucking box you need to be in. Okay, that's not what box I'm talking about. It's, you're supposed to stand on this side. What? Well, there are certain things. <laughs> like there are certain things that I'm I'm used to. Like a man helping me up a fucking step when I have on heels on, or helping me down a step when I have or on heels. Or walking on the curb side of the street when yes, you're walking. Yes. Or leading me through a, clou- a crowd. That I know. That I know. Not leading me through a crowd. Oh well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't believe in that. <laughs> like, see, I don't see just, what that has to do with it. Because you're supposed to be protecting me. And you lead me like, hey, this is my woman. Come. I feel like I'm, it could be both ways. You can lead me, be, I can lead can you. Be, Interesting. That's how I feel. See, even me I'm, and Mia don't have the same interesting. <laughs> points of view. I've never... Um, I, I've never 
<laughs> I, I was never in a relationship where these things came up. You know why? Because I've only dated cis men. <laughs> right. And right. so the cis men that I've dated, <laughs> these rules that you're talking about, they abide by those rules. See, some people. And I didn't have to. But it's Adjusting. some trans men that are comfortable with the, those yes. binary rules. Yeah. But I'm I'm personally like yeah. that's stupid. That's stupid. To and me. we're trying to undo that. <laughs> we're trying to. It's stupid, and these binary boxes are stupid. But I'm, I get it. But we binary. I'm okay with the binary. So it's like it can take the stretch out. Right. So for me, it's, that's what it would be like. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm also. I will take my own trash out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I don't know. You don't need no man to do shit. I mean, I will take <laughs> no, out the I trash. No, I don't say that. I need you to pay some bills. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that part. I need you to pay some bills, baby. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't have, I don't think I'm as strict as Mia. I'm just, I'm used to, I feel like I'm being, like, it's, it's like a courtesy to me. It's like, I feel like I'm being treated like a princess. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't like that shit. <laughs> not it, it's cool for her, but I, for me, I'm not a ro- okay. That's what it is. I'm not a romantic, oh, okay. so those things don't trigger me. Gotcha. Like it doesn't trigger like my liking of you because you, um, oh my god, he stood on this side of the street, like he feels so womanly. <laughs> no, no, that's not my spirit. Oh, no. I don't think like that. I think like um. So like taking the trash out is a tr- is an act of service. I, y'all know I've taught y'all this. I told not told y'all. I told y'all this. I, my love language is acts of, acts of service. Mm-hmm. So when you open the door, when you provide a service for me, when you take the trash out, when you come pick me up from work because you don't want me to catch my lift <laughs> from work, when you acts of service, doing something that I need to help me, mm-hmm. though that is my love language. It's my um, it's just how I'm that triggers. It doesn't trigger my feelings of womanly identity or princess or that it triggers love. Like, Oh my God, you really are here for me doing something for me that I really don't have to do now. Cause you did it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's, it triggers that mindset. It doesn't trigger. It's like, Oh, Oh, I feel like a princess. I don't, I would, that's not how I, I feel I wouldn't say me. princess. I would say I like a lady. Like I would yeah, feel like, like a lady. Like it's, I need you to be a gentleman. Like it burns my pussy for you not to open the door for wait, me. Wait, no, 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 no. Listen, so, that's a double-edged sword because sometimes you would just go on and just open the door by yourself. I'm like, you know, open yeah, the door nigga, for you. Yeah, because you don't, you said you're not non but you non No, 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 you no, don't no, be no, in no, the no. I tried to. I tried to and you would just be like, I'm used to doing everything by myself anyway. And I'd be like, you'll hurry up and jump in front of me and just open the door by you. But admit you, it. So I you walk that. slow as fuck. You walk slow. So you admit you I walk slow. Put no creases in your shoes. So you admit I walk slow. As fuck. Right. <laughs> well, me. But his motherfucking ass made Dude. it across the street when, but when I was about to get uh, attacked by that crackhead. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't play with y'all. <laughs> Speeding. <laughs> no, I um, I don't know. I, I I dudes have complained about that with me. Really? Where because I don't care about 
opening the door mm. um and pulling the chair out i don't care about that shit that mm. shit don't like that shit does nothing for me like i don't and some dudes like mia think that shit is important like mm. so they're they'll be like oh she didn't say thank you she didn't say like mm. she they, they well i opened the door for you and i pulled out the chair for you like they think that shit is important and to me that's not important. What's important is that, oh my God, you paid for this whole date. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you really planned this whole date out and it was amazing. You planned it. Like you took the time to right. really focus on me and what I like and plan this date around what I like. Oh my God, this is amazing. So those are the things that are important. I'm not going to be even thinking about who opened this fucking door. <laughs> like literally, I am not on a first date with a dude. I am not. I'm going to grab the door and dudes have said this to me on dates. Like you didn't even let me open the door for you. And I'm like, Oh, I just opened the door. It's just a door. And that's, that's <laughs> the same thing that would happen with me. Like, I'd be like, you let me open the door for you. Well, you know, try just, to conform babe, to some, her. After some time, I'm just like, nigga, you're not going to, you take too fucking long. I walk fast and you boom, there's the door. So I'm just opened up the door. My damn self. But so I'm, you're conforming to him, not opening the door and you're conforming to her. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I can't never win, Diamond. No. But see, I, I'm I'm different, <laughs> Diamond. I'm during our date. I'm taking mental notes. Oh, you didn't open the door. Oh, you didn't pull out the chair. Oh, oh, so you? Oh, you didn't open up my door to the car. Oh, that's how you feel. So you didn't mm. co- you didn't walk around the court the car and open up the door for me. Oh, so oh, I'm the total opposite of you. Oh, like I'm, I will get out the car so quick. Oh my god, I'm on this day. Um, oh my god, he planned it. Oh my I, god. Baby. It's about it for me, it's about how he planned it out. Like I oh, I'm taking you to I told you I liked um Boston Terriers. Oh, I'm taking you to this Boston Terrier farm. You give I'm just think this uh, making baby, shit up. But shit saying, like that. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh my god, he planned this beautiful trip. I'm not even thinking about, I'm trying to get out here and go play with the dogs. <laughs> it's, it's just, that's how I think I'm not thinking about, like, I'm not making a checklist. Yeah, I'm. I'm My check, well, yes, I am. I'm making a checklist. But, but it's, it's different than that. mine. Yeah, it's just different. Because I'm going to stay pooched in the car until you open the door and you walking by yourself. You she confused. lied through her teeth. Oh, no. Well, you haven't been on, listen, I'm that girl. I will stay pooched in the car until you open up the door for me. If I'm feeling like the cut, yes. Oh. Okay. I guess my I guess I'm trying to think of do I have any petty checklists? Um, <laughs> do you have a checklist? Yeah, do you because you over here like non conformity and shit. But you're the dude. Yeah. So I mean, I does don't. it change it? You just don't have a checklist. No. When you're on a date, I like what makes fun. a date good? A good date is if we can laugh and really talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like movie dates like that because you can't really talk. I like mm-hmm. being able to talk and have fun. Like Really, you know? Z? Mm-hmm. Because I love the movie. So you no, like it's not that I don't like the movie. No, it's like I don't like the movie. I'm saying like as far as first dates or something. You know? Yeah. But I'm, I just, the, what I'm more focused on is if you can make me laugh. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's it. So I made you <laughs> no, laugh. I'm about, the, <laughs> I'm about the thoughtfulness of it. Mm-hmm. Like I can do a movie day. Is the movie about something that I wanted to see? Oh yeah, the movie yeah, about, yeah, yeah, and it, not just me. Like if it's something that we both wanted to see, how did? Yeah, yeah. What's important is how did you plan this event around what we both are interested in? Mm-hmm. 
Like, gotcha. I hate for a dude to say, ooh, you want to go to this basketball game? I got tickets. I don't fucking watch sports. <laughs> Why would I want to go to this fucking but if basketball it's a, game? But if it's a basketball player, like, I'm a shrumper. If he's there, is that how you say? If we're going name? to a party where he's there, because you know I think he's fine, then yes, <laughs> Iman Trumper, yes. As long as his wife is not there, uh. <laughs> no. I, it has to be. I want it to be revolved. We've talked enough for you to revolve a date around what you like. Both, not just what I like, mm-hmm. what we both have in common. So if I say I don't want it to just be about me, mm-hmm. I want it to be what we we've talked enough to where oh I know we both like Rochelle Pharrell, so let me get Rochelle Pharrell tickets. Mm-hmm. I know we both like it, so let's go see the movie It. Mm-hmm. I know we both like um, bumper car, so let's go do a bumper car. Da, 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 da. What if what if it was a guy that was interested in like trans stuff like the progression of trans stuff and he tried to take you on a date or something like that oh like, like how, what so th- what i do on my own time mm-hmm. is i go on facebook and i search for events in the city that has something to do with transness or lgbt da, 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 and i'll go to an event you know i do that yeah. so like if it's a lecture at a college that's for that's free i can just go to it mm-hmm. i'll go do stuff like that that's my fun time so if he did that I would love him forever. <laughs> that shit is so cute. Like you That's really so thought cool. about what I like, and yeah. that would be like, whoa! I ain't never had a dude do that. That would be like, oh my god, you on your shit? Like why? Like it would, it would be so out of the norm that I'd be like, hold on, wait, so <laughs> like what? Uh, why this? So I don't know. I just, I just feel like I wouldn't. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, my checklist is just different. I think my checklist is different. Well, how do we get the checklist? We got to check um, all these fucking binary, binary, binary rules. Binary um, but yeah, my checklist is about how did you plan it? Um, I like get, being laughed. I like laughs. I like people making me laugh. Yeah. But it that's not a rule. Like if we have you, we could not laugh at all. But we're having an amazing conversation. Yeah. Well, nah, amazing conversation includes some jokes and <laughs> yeah. shit. So I guess, nah, you gotta make me laugh. Um, but the ma- if the conversation is good, and I'm not thinking about the jokes, but you're having, yeah. or we're talking about a serious topic that I love, <laughs> exactly. and we're not really laughing, but we're just talking about it in such a deep way. I'm like, ooh, yes, I like this. What's, what else? Just ooh, exit. I'll be like, that joke was bad. Okay, keep going. <laughs> keep talking. Um, food. I give if. Ooh, if he got a good mindset of food, like a, a great day would be like, let's go to the top three restaurants in one night. Ooh. And just order one thing and we share it. Hmm. Oh, that is the cutest thing. <laughs> Come on. What's the lady in the tramp tees? <laughs> <laughs> that, um, yeah, I don't know. It would be, I love fucking food. Um, I don't like, like, Somebody took me on a date and they wanted to dance. I don't like dancing. Mm. Oh, baby, I'll shake a tail feather. No. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Know, Dami, you done seen me back in the day. Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> don't take me out to dancing. And I participated. So it wasn't like I was just standing on the wall. I I enjoyed dancing with him, but I'm not fit. And we can't be dancing on the <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fit girl, and so I'm tired, <laughs> and I'm getting sweaty. I'm getting hot, and I'm a sad bitch. You over know, it. I, I'm over this. Like I'm, I was salsaing it and doing all the things for a, a 
good quick seven minutes. Seven minutes. <laughs> Once that seven minutes was over, I was like, okay. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Take all the fun. And then you're not trying to huff loud, so you're like. <laughs> uh-huh. And then try to talk at the same time. Because you don't want nobody to say, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> they always be are you okay you and then you think hard. I'm not liking you because I don't want to um, talk because <laughs> I don't want to breathe too hard uh-huh. like I'm out of breath because I'm fat <laughs> no I, I'm gonna sit right here and so he went out on dance floor I was dancing with other people no well, wear it out <laughs> and I was like get your life <laughs> I'll be back he here. would come back are you okay uh huh wear it out it made me feel old but child get out of here <laughs> Well, I think that's a show, y'all. Yes. Um, Don't forget has, the hashtag. Yeah, yes. hashtag Marsha's yeah. Play. Um, tell us tell what, us you, what think you think about, about whatever we talked about. Yeah. Um, have a good night. Good night. <laughs> Buenas noches. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Play. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's gonna be alright.